This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Taz and Jim, Go Train service is being extended to London. It's going to serve Stratford, St. Mary's, Kitchener, Waterloo. A uh, trip from London to Toronto will take four hours if you're riding the Go Train. Now, we're wondering if that's worth it, if you think that sounds like something that is going to work. And we're, we're turning to the people of Hamilton to let the people in London know about the GO train. Because in London, this is a new concept. Hamilton, been around forever. Now, we got someone who is in London, but you've lived uh, down the 403. I just wanted to chime in on the GO train. I used to live in Hamilton, and then I relocated here. Yeah, and were you a GO train guy every day? Not every day, but uh, for anything like concerts or anything, Blue Jays games. It was about an hour. An hour from Waterdown Road is the first GO station. Uh-huh. And in, in uh, Burlington, because you got to take a bus from the other places in Hamilton to get to that train. Right. So if you just drove the water down road, it was about an hour right into downtown Toronto. And, and how long? How long would it take if you drove your car into downtown Toronto? I guess it depends on the traffic, right? It's a crapshoot. Yeah. Well, during the day, Monday to Friday, it's gridlocked. It's completely gridlocked through the, all that whole area from Hamilton to Toronto for rush hour all day long. <laughs> But as someone who has lived in that area, now you're in London, do you yeah. see value in a four-hour train ride into downtown Toronto? I think for people that wanted to commute for work, it's kind of a failure because it's going northeast all the way up to St. Mary's and Kitchener instead of just straight right. from London to Toronto for work, right? Yeah, like I said, I could see it being utilized for those day trips to St. Mary's or Stratford, even KW. That's not practical for someone who is working in Toronto and living in London, that's for sure. Hey, just uh, commenting about the uh, GO train. Yeah. I kind of feel like anybody who has doesn't have experience driving in Toronto, so anybody outside of sort of like that GTHA, are petrified driving in Toronto. So the, all the streets, the traffic, the taxis, the cyclists, try to find parking, parking's too expensive. So I feel that there's a great deal of people that fall into that population that aren't comfortable with even saying the word Toronto that would find value in taking that GO train in. Yeah, those London people who just are used right. to like, do to do do you know, streets are so easy to drive on. ba 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 and yeah, they get so downtown like, Toronto, and they're in over their heads. 100%. It's exactly what it is. If you're in Oakville, a Hamiltonian, Burlington, Mississauga, you get it. You can adapt. You're good at it. But anybody outside <laughs> of that region, it's, uh, they're, they're so, so at what point in your mind, when you travel uh, away from Toronto, do people get scared of driving downtown Toronto? Ooh, Woodstock? Think, Would it be Woodstock? Oh my God! Woodstock are petrified. You don't even have to go that far. Brantford, maybe. <laughs> Brantford on the west end, and as soon as you pass, maybe Whitby on the east You're end. You're done. Outside of that radius, they are out of their element. They're too dumb to drive downtown. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep, for sure. This is a fun list from BuzzFeed. Things that you were terrified of when you were a child that turned out to be harmless. When you got older, like number 10, thinking a ceiling fan could fall on you if you left it on while you were sleeping. Is that a common thought? I thought it before. Fan over the bed? What if that thing falls, chops me up while I'm sleeping? I never thought of that, but I did think if I was jumping on the bed and smoked it, I could possibly get decapitated. Yeah, that might be true depending on how powerful your fan is, Jim. Worrying that swallowed gum would stay in your stomach for seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
just comes out with the rest of it, right? You can actually see it back there sometimes, <laughs> depending on the color of your gum. And if it's bubble tape, it takes a while to come out. <laughs> that if you turn on a light in a car, the car will immediately crash. That's my parents' fault. Like, I'd turn a light on in the back of the car, and, and my dad would freak out. Yeah, you try to read a book or something. I can't see the road. Turn the light off. You're going to cause an accident. <laughs> Being horrified that your shoelace could get sucked into the escalator and take you with it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Would you jump at the bottom of the escalator, Jim? Would no. you jump over the little crack? I didn't do many escalators when I was a kid. I didn't. I wasn't a. I was a small town kid. Not many escalators I ran into. But on TV, I would see that and be like, "Whoa!" I think I saw a cartoon with that and it freaked. Do me you out. remember seeing your first escalator? It was a big moment. I was thirty-two, Taz. Yeah, you're like Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> what kind of what monkey stairs are these? <laughs> Uh, quicksand being more prevalent than it turned out to be in your daily life. True. Is that even a... Th- it's real. Quicksand is certainly real, but where I, is I it? was playing in a construction site when I was a kid, and I got my boot... My leg went down far. I, it was more like a sinkhole situation, though, than quicksand, but it was mud. And I, it went. my boot went down so far, and I got out, but my boot stayed in the mud. Mm-hmm. And then, for whatever reason, someone was looking for me, and they found my boot in the mud, and they thought I had gone right... Oh, God, that's a bad omen. Right under. So they were poking around. I came back around the corner. I went home and got a new pair of shoes or new pair of boots. I came around. I'm like, what are you doing? And they're poking with a stick. They're like, oh, my God, we thought you were under the... (laughs) (laughs) Under the mud. (laughs) Uh, What about... If you swallow a seed, a plant will grow inside of you. Oh, yeah, like a watermelon seed or a pumpkin seed or something. I used to think all pregnant women ate watermelon seeds. (laughs) Thinking you'd go to prison if you ripped the tag off a pillow or a mattress. (laughs) That is a bizarre thing. They still say that on it. Do not remove all capital letters. Under penalty of law. And top thing that... He used to be afraid of his kid that didn't turn out to be that big of a deal. The Bermuda Triangle. Or is it? Maybe that's what the Bermuda Triangle wants yeah. you to think. Was this list uh, paid for by the Bermuda Triangle? I don't think that's been disproven at all. <laughs> In the Norwich area, one of our listeners, he, he caught um, lightning striking the bean field behind his house. It looks like a bomb was dropped on Norwich. Check this out. That is the audio from Norwich. Hey, Michael. Hey, how you doing? So things got a little wild in Norwich weather-wise the other day, huh? Yeah. Yeah, there was a striking behind the house. There was about, I don't know, 150 to 200 yards from the the little subdivision here. What night was this? Was this Monday, Sunday? Oh, that was Sunday night. Sunday night, like when that crazy sheet lightning was happening. Yeah, it was just before that. So as the storm rolled in, we were getting a bit of thunder and lightning, and then we had that strike. And then, I don't know, <laughs> yeah, like an hour later, we had all that nonstop. Lightning. Were you awake or were you sleeping when it happened? Yeah, no, we were awake. We were watching TV. We were so, my bedroom, the back of my wall faces the, the field where it hit. And then, um, like, just before it hit, there was like, it was almost like a little ball of electricity just started forming. So the light and the TV. It was like it was drawing the static out of it, and then everything went so bright you couldn't even see. 
and then there was a the loud crash, and I thought the house got hit. Hold on. There was, like, a, a ball of light in your bedroom? Yeah, so it was, like, uh, I don't know. I think of, like, the Terminator, but, like, it was like this. When, when he comes back in time. And, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I've heard of this before. Yeah, so, like, the core was, like, the size of a golf ball, and then, like, the the waves coming into it would have been about the size of a volleyball. Like, it wasn't, like, a very big it, like they were thin. Did you think you were going crazy, or it was a ghost yeah. or something? And then before I could even ask my wife what what's going on, then everything just like it popped exploded. Out. Yeah, yeah. It, it like we had uh, breakers pop. We had pictures come off the wall. One of the plants got knocked over. Dude, it looks like it looks like at the end of Star Wars when they blow up the Death Star. That's what the <laughs> explosion in your backyard looks like. Because there's like fireworks coming off of it. Sparks yeah. fly in a big cloud of, of debris. Like Star Wars. <laughs> Back to this ball of lightning that was in your room. You've heard of that before, Jim. What I've seen a video of, causes of a that. ball of lightning crossing the road, and somebody caught it on camera, and they thought it was some sort of supernatural phenomenon. But it is. It's static electricity gathering in the air, humid, damp air, and it's so condensed that there is visible electricity running through it. Can I don't it get you? I don't know. But I, I apparently, it's a sign there's about to be a lightning strike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it just—it was quick. It was just before it happened. It was like seconds before it, the uh, lightning strike. Well, it's a wild video, and people are loving it on the Taz and Jim Facebook page. Thanks for sending it our our way, Michael. And yeah, I guess sleep tight with uh, all the crazy lightning that seems to be attracted to your backyard. Hey, what what did the field look like, by the way? That got hit. Is there like a crater? I went. I went to go. So the rows go the wrong direction. So I would have to. I'd trample his crop trying to get out there. So but you you didn't go inspect it. Yeah, I, I like. And then when looking from the window, I can't quite see. So there's a chance that a Terminator did come back in time <laughs> like in that field. Run around naked out there. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your clothes. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. It's time for sports with our sports guy, Devin Peacock from Global News Radio. Dev, we're talking golf. We are, and it's all because uh, Brooks Kepka uh, is just at the center of another, uh, I, don't, I don't know if this is a controversy, but it's a, a controversy in the golf world. He recently gave an interview to Golf Digest, where it appears he's not, not all that big of a fan of the Ryder Cup, which he's going to participate in. And he said transitioning from an individual game to a team sport is hectic and odd. And he said there are times where I'm like, I won my match. I did my job. What do you want from me? I take responsibility for my shots. Now someone else hits a bad shot. They've left me in a bad spot. And I know this hole is a loss. And so he was just frustrated that his normal routine is thrown off. And these comments have upset uh, some people, including... Come on, Paul, really? Yeah, including Paul Azinger, who's a former captain of the Ryder Cup, and thinks he should relinquish his spot on what? the Ryder Cup after those comments. All he's really doing is describing the format. I could understand how it would be frustrating, just like when... Jim and I are in a Texas scramble. We understand why the guys we play with are frustrated with us. 
Well, why not? Why not enjoy it? Like, I mean, there's no. I mean, all you're gonna do is potentially win more money. If you lose, it's not a huge deal. Like, why are you taking it so serious, bro? I also think you know he's not sort of wrong in terms of. It's weird to me when they always talk about you know I got to go out there for the boys. I got to do this for the team. It's like okay, like I know you're playing as a team. But golf is an individual sport, so it's kind of they kind of shoehorn in the the team aspect into what's really an individual sport. You're so still going of, out with the same goal to get the lowest score on the golf course. Yeah, and it's not like Brooks Kepka, you hit every shot perfect, guy. So like you know, if you're upset that one of your teammates hit a bad shot, okay, <laughs> well. You do that as well. Would you rather play with them or me? I think you'd rather play with them. Is this is this a backlash more about who's saying it than it is about what's being said? It could be. I mean, Brooks uh, Kepka just you know just seems to be in all the uh, all the all the muck. Whenever there's some sort of a controversy in golf, it's him. It's Bryson DeChambeau. And both are on the team. That was the earlier controversy. Can they get along on the team? Look, of course they can, because it's not really a team. Yes, they're playing together, but they're playing by themselves. In your professional opinion, Dev, who, who's the bigger douche? Kepka or Trishimbo? <laughs> you know what? I think the reason uh, they don't get along uh, at all is because they're both the same amount of douche. They might even be in love with each other and not even realize. Mm, <laughs> that's where the tension's coming from. Just do it and get it over with, guys. There's so much sexual tension, they just can't help themselves. <laughs> you got some big testicles, bro. <laughs> so, Nicki Minaj, the the uh, pop star rapper, she tweeted out the other day, my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. So and Nikki is worried that her testicles will... <laughs> Now they all up if she gets vaccinated. I have heard of uh, side effects from the vaccine, but this is new. And right. for, the, for the wife to bail or the fiance to bail? Uh, a lot of people online saying that when your testicles are swollen means you caught a sexually transmitted disease, which would make sense if if the fiance didn't get it from mm. the woman he was marrying, then where did he get it from? And that would be cause to call the wedding off. <laughs> Instead of saying, oh, no, I got it from a toilet seat. Or he said, yeah. he got it from, it's the vaccine. The vaccine gave me the STD. <laughs> but here's the best part. Uh, the, uh, the health officials in Trinidad were getting so much attention, they, they had to investigate this claim that there was a case where the vaccine caused some man's testicles to swell up, and they had to have a press conference about it. What was sad about this is that it wasted our time yesterday <laughs> trying to track down, because we take all these claims seriously, whether it's on social media or mainstream media. As we stand now, there is absolutely no reported such side effect or adverse event of testicular swelling in Trinidad, or I dare say, none that we know of anywhere else in the world. You got some big testicles, bro. Have you checked the Trinidadian Sexual Health Clinic? Are you just going to hospitals? <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> 
How's your, how's your week going? House. I heard Nicki Minaj is now going to the White House to talk to, I don't know if it's directly to Biden or, or if Fauci. it's going to be televised or what is going on, but apparently she, Nicki Minaj is going to be an ambassador and they're, and they're going to talk about it and see what comes out of this whole conversation. This should be interesting. She's going to get educated about the vaccine? Or yeah, or she's, she's going to make got- her concerns about the vaccine known. I mean, there's another rumor going around that she didn't go to the, I think the Met Gala or the VMAs, one of the events that happened on the weekend because she wasn't vaccinated and there was a policy. She says she stayed home because she has a newborn. Uh-huh. And that was the reason why. So I don't know exactly what's going on, but apparently she will have a sit down with some sort of White House officials soon to talk about this the theme of the met gala next year is swollen testicles that should be fun <laughs> the costumes oh my god the tandem costumes would be amazing the accoutrements <laughs> hammer pants a lot of hammer pants <laughs> on the red car big shoes lots of big shoes if you know what the hell's going on here because jim's kind of freaking out now construction going on in front of his house and we, we played a clip of how loud it is in his office you have that there Now, that is not a jackhammer outside your window. No, no. The windows are closed. That's in your house, and that rattling is your house. No, that's a closet door. That's a closet door on tracks that slides, so I don't know what's going on. So it's just rattling, but my whole house is kind of vibrating. Oh, okay. So it's just the door. Because my friend who works in construction heard this yesterday. He's like, boy, that doesn't sound right. Jim should be worried. But if it's if you took the door off, the noise wouldn't be happening. Yeah, or maybe, you know, maybe if I put a couch cushion against it, it would probably stop vibrating. No, if those were my trusses and hurricane clips <laughs> rattling, I'd be a little concerned. Okay. So- but my girlfriend's freaked out because, like, a buddy, his fan- his parents live on the same street I do. And I don't know what kind of game of telephone's going on here, but they said that there was... Some sort of construction going on outside their house, and like a friend had a crack in their foundation after because the, you know, the earth was moving so much and vibrating. Definitely, your house is vibrating though. Oh yeah, I can feel it. Right. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Who's this? It's Josh from Ingersoll. Josh from Ingersoll. You listen to that audio. Should Jim be worried? Uh, I don't know about that, but uh, I got my street getting dug up right now, and uh, we had an option to have an engineer come through our house to look over things in case foundation cracked or anything like that. So before pre-construction, you should have gotten a note or a letter saying that this is an option for your your house. No, I did get a letter, uh, but I skimmed it. And I just found out, when does the construction start and when does it end? This is classic Jim Kelly. Now your house is going to fall into a sinkhole, Jim, and there's going to be no liability. It'll be your fault for not doing your homework, not reading the letter, crossing your T's, dotting your I's. (laughs) Like, I bet you 90% of people don't read that thing full. Like, it's like, hey, there's going to be construction on your street. Sweet. I didn't read it either. I, my neighbor told me about it. So I'm like, exactly. Oh, Taz on his high horse here, like he reads the fine print every Apple contract he signs. I wouldn't have read it. Of course. <laughs> Get off my back. Hey, did they say your house was okay? Everything's fine at your place? Uh, yeah, I got a 135-year-old house. Uh, wow. I weren't worried about anything happening at this point. Uh, it's lasted this, this long. long. Yeah, <laughs> see, mine, 
mine was built in the 60s, mid-60s. Right. It's it's a smaller house, and it's one level, so... Yeah, it's yeah it doesn't have far to fall if it does fall down, Jim. For the uh, remainder of their world tour, the Rolling Stones logo will be painted black instead of the, the red. Hmm. The lips and the tongue will be black to honor the, the memory of Charlie Watts, a drummer who passed away recently. Um, How hardcore are the Rolling Stones? They're, you know, almost 80, and they're, uh, their drummer dies, and they still tour. Like, nothing can stop these guys from rocking. Well, I know some older people, Jim, and they don't want to retire because they've had friends who retire. And guess what happens? Yeah, yeah. They fade away. That's it. We we had a, a guy, rest his soul, <laughs> the machine, we called him, Dave Longfield. He sold radio commercials, and he he was an old guy, and everyone's like, when's Dave going to retire? And he, he said... I don't want to retire because all my friends retire and then two years later they drop dead. And sure enough, old Dave, he finally called it a, a career and it was almost exactly two years later he passed mm. away. Yeah, it's like parking a car in your garage for two years and you then know, trying to start it. Don't keep it running. Yeah. It's not going to fire up. Well, in, in the Rolling Stones, I hate to say it, but they're kind of surrounded by death right now. They had Charlie Watts, their drummer, die. And look at this weird story. Rolling Stones tour manager Mick Bridgden died immediately in freak accident. Hmm? This sto- er, story is from this week. So the Rolling Stones tour manager was apparently digging a grave for, the, uh, for his uh, Australian shepherd, his dog who was in poor health. So he started digging a grave for his dog, and while digging, the hole collapsed in on him. How big was his dog? Leading him to die immediately. I don't know if the dog was just massive or he wanted to make sure he got down deep enough, but essentially he dug a grave for himself. Man, that is some Final Destination stuff. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that dark? So, so this story this came out uh, a couple days ago. Um, Bridgeton started his career as a graphic artist in Canada. He worked as a tour manager for Van Morrison, Humble Pie, Peter Frampton, and Carlos Santana. And yeah, now the Rolling Stones mourning the the death of their tour manager as well. So what do you do, man? <laughs> Get your dog taxidermied. That's what I'm doing. No more <laughs> no, graves. I mean, if you're the Rolling Stones oh, and, okay. and your friends are dropping... You enjoy every day, and you keep doing what you love doing. Yeah, I guess so. Jim's got construction going on in front of his house. The road's all torn up, and uh, it's making some noise in his office. This is recorded from inside Jim's house. That vibrating is your your closet door in the office, right? Mm-hmm. So things are shaking over there whole lot of shaking going on. The Kelly household. We're asking, uh, should Jim be concerned about the vibrations? And depending who you talk to, you should either not be concerned at all or you're in big trouble. And one person just said evacuate. <laughs> hey, it's Taz and Jim. Tell, tell Jimbo what that is. It's a compactor machine. You see the, you see the guy outside with it looks like he's on a roller. A big roller machine there. Yeah. Uh, those things vibrate. After the streets been dug up, they've laid some pipe down there or did some other kind of stuff. And that, that thing will vibrate pretty good. It, it, like, you'll, you'll feel a rattle in the house. Not 
throttle, but you'll feel the vibration. But it's We're not cause for concern, in your opinion. No, 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 no. It won't. You should. I mean, unless 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 the one is already cracked. Yeah, but if it's not, no. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Hey, Taz. Hey, Jim. Hey. Uh, Jim, you need to be worried for sure. So I'm in Sarnia, and we had construction right beside my house as well. And I went through exactly the same thing. Like my dishes were rattling in my cupboards. Um. All my drywall screws popped. I had cracking in my stucco. Uh, my kitchen cupboards came off my walls a few millimeters, and I did the same thing. I videoed it, and it ended up in a lawsuit. And about $14,000 later, we had my house fixed. Wow, so you so, won the lawsuit against the we, city of Sarnia. It wasn't against the city. It was against a private construction company that was doing work um, building beside us. Okay. So be worried and take lots of video, and um, I would let them know ASAP. That, so it was the tamping of the ground for the concrete that did us in. Yeah, 14 and grand, huh? What I, In hindsight, what I wish I'd have done was gotten in the way of their build, because on good faith, we just um, we told the construction company this was what's happening, and they were like, yeah, no problem. Uh, we'll fix it afterwards. And uh, afterwards came, and then that's when they were like, no, nah, it's not our problem. Um, so deal with it while it's happening, not I after. Would deal with it while it's happening. I would get something in writing that they're going to fix it um, because it got messy. We're glad you won. Yeah, I'm glad I won, too, and I'm glad Jim has that on, on video. Jim, we need to make this clear. You're just hearing noises right now. Yes. There's no big... Just relax a little there's bit. There's no big problem. Yeah, and I know what's causing it. I'm not sitting in my house going, hey, but is there a dinosaur outside? <laughs> I know. I used to do road construction. I know what's going on. It's just uh, it's just funny how I can hear it in my house. Yeah, it's shaking pretty good. And the, the guys are nice guys, too. Yeah, I see them walking my dog twice in a row now. L82 Construction. Here's some good news for you. They are listening right now. Mm -hmm. The guys who are doing the construction in front of your house say, hey boys, Jim, it's me, Diener. Don't worry, I'll get the crapper moved out of your driveway ASAP today. No. So they're going to move no, the porta potty. Because no, no. then it's got to go to somebody else. It's fine. <laughs> it's funny. I don't care. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.